Yo, today's QOD is let it go. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Bob Proctor back on the show today, and today's episode is so very important. I like to think of life as a hot air balloon, and we're just constantly growing and moving up and getting to higher and higher and higher levels. And we move to these higher and higher levels, we become more. We, we can have more, right? And one thing that we tend to do is we tend to take too much baggage onto our hot air balloons. So when you have too much weight on the hot air balloon and you're trying to move up, at some point you just stop and things don't change. You got the same view, same perspective, nothing changes. You may want to go higher, but you can't go higher because you got too much weight with you. So the only smart thing to do would be to drop some weight off the side to take everything that you don't need and just drop it off. And then you start to move higher. And the things that we need to drop off are resentments. We walk around with all of these resentments living in the past, something that happened a really long time ago, and it is holding you down. You know, I wrote the other day on Instagram, like resentment is one of the most expensive emotions because it costs you the life that you should have lived. And what we have to do is just learn how to let go, because when you let go, you start to move up again and you realize that the only person who was holding you down was yourself and your inability to forgive. Here's Bob. I remember years and years ago, I suffered with headaches terrible headaches. I got to the point where I was taking buffering for the headaches. Then I got to the point where I was taking Sinutab with codeine for headaches. There was 16 in the bottle, and I got to the point where I was taking two bottles a day. As a matter of fact, most times I didn't even remember my head not aching. But I was sort of numb all the time. Of course, with that much junk in you, I guess you couldn't be any other way. And I remember talking to this chap. I was in the Hotel Vancouver, and I was picking up two heavy briefcases or suitcases, and I was in a real rush to get to the airport. He said, what's the matter with you? He said, you look like you're going to pass out. And I said, I feel like I am. Well, he said, what's the matter? And I said, my head is aching so bad, I feel sick to my stomach. Now, some of you suffer with this, and I felt like banging my head against the wall. It was so much pain. He said, go and sit down in that chair. And I said, I don't have time. I gotta catch a plane. He said, listen, you can always get another plane. You only get one head. He said to me, do you know what forgive means? On the top of page 58, that's the title of the poem, forgive. And by the way he asked the question, I just thought I probably don't. And I said, well, I don't know. He says, forgive means let go of completely abandon. Just let it go unequivocally, no strings attached. 
Now, he said, if you want to rid yourself of headaches, just forgive all thoughts that are on your mind. And you just listen to me. And he put me in a totally relaxed state. I felt better than I had felt for years. If you're suffering from headaches, take the relaxation tape out of your program and commit yourself to listen to it every day for 30 days. And as you let yourself get involved in that relaxation tape, you're going to forgive any thought that comes to your mind. You're going to program your subconscious mind to put your body in a totally relaxed vibration because you're going to find that your head is aching because of the things that you're not letting go of. And it's causing tension and it's causing an abnormal state of vibration of the cells in the brain, which causes the blood to rush to the head. And as you put yourself in a totally relaxed state, you'll soon become programmed to relax. I know that I would not be able to do what I do as often as I do it and as long as I do it if I wasn't relaxed. I am just as relaxed here in front of you or in front of this camera as if I was sitting in my den patting ginger, my dog. I am for Linda's sake, or Libby, you see. We have two dogs. They accuse me of favoring one of them. Now, <laughs> probably because I do. I think Ginger's prettier. <laughs> now, study that poem. Study the meaning of it. On page 59, we say, you'll never obtain any substantial measure of material wealth if you insist upon living your life as if you are looking back through your rearview mirror on your automobile. Nevertheless, it seems to be a very common error which many people have turned into a habit. Let the dead bury the dead. Let it go. I don't care how bad it was, let it go. Five years from now, ten years from now, when you look back and retrospect at that terrible thing that's happened, you're going to find it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to you. Advancement of all kinds is preceded by a crisis. The greater the crisis, the greater the opportunity for advancement. Or you could put it another way. You could say, out of all confusion comes order. A higher degree of order than that which existed prior to the confusion. Because you see, the confusion was a learning state. Remember, I was pointing out that business is fun. It really is. I see business as a game. It's a game we're playing. And we play to win. And when we're winning, we're having fun. And when we're losing, we're learning. Let's treat both of the experiences exactly the same. They're learning experiences. Now we say, remember the old adage which says, let the dead bury the dead. Stop looking back on your life and worrying about the things which have already occurred and which you can no longer alter. That's like trying to change the time you got out of bed this morning. You're never going to be able to do it. That stands for eternity. You cannot go back and change it since you cannot let it go. <coughs> Pursuing that kind of mental activity will never lead to anything worthwhile, any worthwhile accomplishment in your life. You should understand, moreover, that all accomplishments in your life, you should understand, moreover, that all of the great achievers of the past have been visionary figures. They did with their life what, like Scott was saying, he does with his music. He heard it in here. They see their life in here. They're building visions of a great future. We've got a vision of a great company. We've already got a great company. We want a better one. We serve a lot of people. We want to serve more. And as we do, we receive greater rewards. And because we receive greater rewards, we become more comfortable, more creative, and we can provide more service. 
It's a beautiful cycle that we're in. Looking into the past is a self-doom fulfilling cycle. You just keep getting it worse and worse and worse. We've all done it, so we know what it's like. These visionary figures were men and women who projected into the future, and they did not belabor over things which had already passed. They thought of what could be rather than what already was, and then they moved themselves into action to bring these things into fruition. And quote at the bottom of the page, I should have actually given the person credit for it that said it. Life is either a series of endings or a series of beginnings at the bottom of page 59. I went to a church service in Santa Ana, California, and Philip Nicola, great preacher, he preached a sermon on that one day. Life is either a series of endings or a series of beginnings. If you're looking back, it's a series of endings. Look ahead. Something great is coming. Leland Vell Vanderwaal said something when we were sitting having coffee, and I jotted it down. Every time this guy opens his mouth, he drops a pearl. I'm so wise. He said, let us not look back in anger, nor forward in fear, but around us in awareness. Was there ever depth in that? Let's not look back in anger. Let's quit thinking in reverse, nor forward in fear, but around us in awareness. Take all the resentments and guilts. You know what it's doing? Resentments and guilt is simply choosing to build a negative idea here over something that someone did to you and then letting ourselves get emotionally involved in it and we move into the same vibration. Now think. I don't care how justified you may feel in holding a resentment. That's a dumb game. Ray Stanford used to tell me it was like throwing dust into a strong wind at someone else. You know where the dust is going to end up. You may feel justified, but I'm going to tell you, a person of understanding will not do it. Will not do it. That is an act, a mental act of ignorance. Love them. The law will see that they get their reward for what they did. You don't have to look after that. And as long as you're holding that resentment in your mind, it's like replaying the same thing over and over again. And the same physical experience is taking place. You're moving into that vibration. I had a good doctor friend of mine that says rheumatism and arthritis is nothing but frozen hate. It's dwelling on things like that. Dries up the joints in the body. What's guilt? I've done things in the past I'm not proud of. I'm quite certain you have. Many of you. And they bothered me for a long time. They really did. And I wasn't able to get rid of it. So I went to see a psychiatrist. He ended up working with us. <clears throat> That's true. He helped me, but I helped him too. <clears throat> and just through a series of right questions, I developed an awareness and was gone. I have absolutely no guilt anymore. I just will not tolerate it. That's looking back at something you did that you thought was wrong in the past and reliving it. And the same vibration takes place. You see, resentment and guilt are very closely aligned. One's directed towards someone else, the other's directed towards yourself. But you're the beneficiary of both, and neither one of them are positive. Most destructful emotions that you can get involved in. There's a great affirmation at the bottom of the page. And anyone that wants to rid themselves of resentment or guilt or a lot of disease, I would suggest you write it out probably a hundred times a day. 
I willingly release the thoughts and things that clutter my mind. They're all the old ones in there that you're not even aware of. And then say, I release whoever it is. Name them all to their highest good. That means happiness, health, and prosperity. Just release them. The person could be dead. It's not the person that's causing the problem. It's the remembrance. It's the idea. I release them to their highest good and me to mine. And you see them happy, healthy, and prosperous. And you see yourself happy, healthy, and prosperous. And then you say, it is so. That was Bob Proctor. His website is ProctorGallagherInstitute.com. You can watch today's entire 10-hour seminar on YouTube. It is called Bob Proctor, You Were Born Rich. All right, my friend, that is it for me. Hey, follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton, on Clubhouse at Sean Croxton as well. And I will see you tomorrow with Carla Harris. I'll see you then. Peace. We'll